When it comes to a relationship, do you stand your ground or do you compromise? On this t- today's podcast, we are going to talk about compromise and standing our ground. So, Professor, take it away. <laughs> that is an extremely good question. Is there times that we need to step back and review the conversation? First of all, the approach is very crucial to how things are going to come out. Women are emotional, and this day so are men. Mm -hmm. And consequently, if you're not careful about how you express yourself, you can cause a heated argument. Now, if an individual is that sensitive, then maybe you want to reevaluate continuing to get better acquainted. What are some grounds that things that we would stand our ground on? For one, honesty, not being unfaithful. This would not be something that you could compromise on. And I want you to realize that before an action is taken, it's first conceived in the mind and in the eyes and the thought. And in this case, it can be totally destructive. Stand your ground when an individual is unfaithful. But before you get to that phase, let them know while you're dating that you do not tolerate unfaithfulness. I know there were several things that were deal breakers to you. What would they be, Stacy? Uh, definitely unfaithfulness was a deal breaker. There's not, I'm going to accept you and forgive you and go back. No, we're, we're parting ways at that moment. Um, the very first time. So, um, communication and honesty and loyalty is probably my top up there in my top five. So, um, what if you're having an emotional day in the first place and you're real sensitive, should you walk around with your feelings on your shoulders or should you step back pull your emotions together before you talk to the individual that you want to address the topic with how would you go about that now that we have a question that's caused everybody to be some people would push through just keep agitating and going instead of giving that other individual the time to step back to collect so it won't be hurtful words to that person that yes. you don't want to be with that and person. And some people don't heed to that warning. So I think you should respect the other individual. If they said, give me a minute, let me go back. And to, so they won't be going up into a blow, a time bomb. And then they should respect the other individual too. And men understand that women are extremely emotional around that specific time of month. Learn when to have your conversations be wise to what's going on. If she's emotional and having a rough time, take the kids out and go for a walk. <laughs> a long walk. Walk a dog. Walk a dog, yeah. Wash the car. Cut the grass. And it might take you several days to do all of that. Use so- scissors if you have to cut the grass. <laughs> you know. Because this is the way women are geared with their hormones. And some of you take it personally when in fact they're having a hard time coping also. And as she said, take the kids, if you're married and this is going on, take the kids out, spend time with them and not on cell phones and not devices, one-on-one time. If you have constantly got that phone in your hand, when that person that you're interested in is there, even before you get married, 
You can't say, I don't want you to do that because they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, should there be a ground rule? Perhaps your business is always online. Specifically, that's how you make your livelihood. Then you need to be understanding about each other's situation. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind, everything is not peaches and cream and honey and sugar. There are times that some real difficult facts come and hit us in the face. And sometimes, you know, people keep forgetting about when there's, if you're already in, married or in a relationship with kids, they, they forget about that whichever parent or spouse or whatever is having an emotional time. It, the kids get the blame for it sometimes, you know, and unfortunately that does happen. And they need a way, if you can escape, they need a way to escape too, too. So it doesn't trickle down to them and they take the blame for something that right. was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. If you're feeling like you need to run away or take a breather, to, you know, have the kids, hey, let's go. Let's in interact with those kids. Let's go out and walk around the park or something. Don't go look for another individual for emotional support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have gotten yourself involved with an individual that's supposed to be your soulmate, your connection. Learn how to approach the conversations as if you were talking to somebody that was very dignified. You wouldn't walk into the president's office, regardless of a company or a country, and demand that changes be made. You would discuss in an appropriate manner what the issues are. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, they aren't listening. So should my level of voice be changed? I would say yes. yes. Yeah. If you, if you sometimes if you meet hostility, hostile or loudness with then that person would probably match that same volume tone, that um, tone of volume in the voice. So, and usually when two people are arguing at the same time, nobody's listening. So nobody hears it. Yeah. Different in their delivery. So when you have children, you need to have as much harmony in your home as possible. I'm not saying everything would be perfect, but I taught my children that when things came, we would discuss what was coming and try to handle the issue at hand. Think about what you're in, should I say, developing in these young people. You, Joy, have had the privilege of having a mom and dad who didn't fight and argue. But some of you have gotten in that habit that you want to have your way, so you begin your fit throwing, your controlling, your mm -hmm. even so much as throwing, you've seen this on TV, the woman's mad at the guy, so she goes and put him on the couch. That's stupid. That is so stupid. Huh? She probably snores too, so that probably, <laughs> he probably was happy about it. <laughs> However, don't take what TV tells you. If there's a conflict, don't let it all be on your feelings. Sometimes our feelings are too much on our shoulder. You need to brush that off and realize that there needs to be rational thinking in the time when there's extremely uh, emotional. And a lot of times it's gonna be outsiders that's going to help ignite that. Perhaps you have a friend who always has to tell you what they think and criticize your husband or your wife or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever the case might be. Why would you keep them in your 
friend circle. zone. Oh, yes. right. That's when you go, ooh, 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 it's going to go into the category of possible acquaintance. Probably not very long will I have them in that category before they're just out the door. Don't live your life to please the world, but never think about the feelings of that particular person that you are planning your life with. When, when me and my husband got married, that was, uh, we discussed this. Um, I know jobs can be overwhelming, stress, you know, depending on what kind of job you have. Even if, say your spouse uh, worked as an EMT or um, a doctor and, you know, death to people, you know, it's when they put their heart in a patient or somebody, you know, in that situation, it, it affects them. And if it doesn't, it will run. But um, even when I talk to my husband, as far as when he goes to work and he comes, we know that at the very beginning, do not bring that situation from work home. Do not, if, if you were upset or whatever, do not bring, you know, that, uh, that your, anger, attitude. your attitude and your anger and what you had to deal with home. Instead, if you have to bring it home, instead, take time. I will, let's discuss it. You know, don't bring the, that way we end up combative all the time, you know, because you're bringing it home and now you, one attitude flares off, then it affects the whole household and you, it jumps. So, um, that's a main thing and you have to, you know, put that on your checklist also. I mean, I have, Compartmentalize. I, yeah, I have a whole book. So, um, is that something you want to hear about? Is that something you want to deal with? And I, I don't have a problem. My husband, you know, bringing it home and we discussing it and I'll say, well, why don't you try this? Or why don't you try that? Give him suggestions or, Oh, well, that was a pretty good idea, you know, or, but if there's something that was just a re overwhelming to, um, that individual and it's affecting him as far as behavioral, you know, just say, hey, can you leave it there? And then until you have time to sleep it off, cool down or whatever, and then let's just bring it up and discuss it. But Is that how you handle it, Stephanie? Pretty much, yeah. I just If it's too much, oh, let's not discuss it. And then maybe a few days later after the incident happened, then, well, did you know so-and-so, da, da, da. I'll be like, oh, really? You know, oh, okay, then why didn't this and this and this didn't happen or why they didn't do that and then... Well, you two viewpoints are completely opposite than mine. Again, it could be a generational thing. But when my husband would come home from work, I wanted that first 30 minutes or longer for him to talk to me about his day. And I would always ask him, well, sweetheart, how did the day go? If there were things that happened because he was an inspector for Bella Helicopter, he would begin to tell me about different things. And once he got them off his chest, he didn't carry him on. So I always, every single day that he went off to work, said, hey, tell me about your day. Now there was, on occasion, he beat me to it by saying, well, tell me how your day was first. So we wanted that out in the open to discuss so we're not letting this eat on us to where our emotions starts flaring, our attitudes start deflecting on the wrong person. So. As you can see, this is a different generation. I'm in my late 60s, and this is just the way I did it. You might find that you fit in either of these categories. I wanted to know what was troubling him. I wanted to be there for him to be able to find comfort and not to be turning to another woman who might have taken time to listen when I didn't. Hear me what I'm saying? Men, when they have a, something boiling up inside of them, do need to discuss it. 
and you need to be all ears. If he's asking for a solution or if you have a positive solution or a remedy, be able to talk about that. There were a number of different occasions that happened when my husband was an inspector that was really not very good as far as some of the things that guys would do, marking things that were cleared when they weren't. And so we would have these discussions. I always, always was interested in his job, his profession. I made my ears available for what I know more about the inward workings of the inspection department of Bell Helicopter than probably most Bell Helicopter people because I wanted to know how these things work. And because that was his interest, that was his passion, I made it where I was knowledgeable. I learned what a toolmaker was. I knew what they did and what they called tools and how they formed these things. I wanted our relationship to be more than just superficial. So again, this could be generational, but it worked great for me and my husband. This was another reason why when I was dealing with matters of the church or the school, I didn't hesitate to talk to him about these things. I felt like if I got it off my chest and just told him what I was going through, then his wisdom and advice would be definitely gleamed and applied. So there are several different approaches to this. And I would say whatever works in your marriage, but I'm gonna counsel that and say no. Make and take interest in your spouse's occupation and their day. And men, that goes vice versa. For when you are raising a family, the women are under a tremendous amount of workload. And many times you don't help. And that's in many aspects. So we're not hitting on that portion right now. We're talking about being available and how we funnel through this. Understand that each personality is different. Make sure the personality that you are seeking to be a part of is compatibility. Nobody's faking a facade. That's just how you are, that you're sincere and true. No one wants to get showered with all kinds of love and approval and then boom, you get established, you've hooked that fish and now you're done. Keep romance alive in your relationship at all times. So that concludes here and the next one will be on romancing your loved one. Once again, this is compromise or should I take a stand? Tell us what you think in the comments. Thank you once again for joining us and we'll see you next time.